What's happening? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, we'll take a look at this week in sports betting. Let's do it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. All right, special thanks to Sportsbet MVP online, sportsbetmvp.ag. Guys, we always talk about what makes a good sports book good. And Sportsbet MVP does everything right. You can get your money in easy, but even better, get your money out easy. They've got every line for pretty much every game you're looking for. And if you like player props, you can build your own player prop. Very good online sports book. It's sportsbetmvp.ag. Give them a follow on Twitter as well at sportsbet underscore MVP. Get involved with them today and start shopping around. Start making some more money. And uh, again, just a great online sports book. We highly recommend sportsbetmvp.ag. And actually, on today's show, we're going to be talking about a very prominent national sports book that crashed this week. And if you would have been a part of Sportsbet MVP, you could have slid right on over there and made your bets. But we'll get right back into that. Um, on today's show, like I said, we'll talk about this week in sports betting. I like to follow LegalSportsReport.com. I think they do a great job covering current events in sports betting. And uh, we will be talking about what's going on this week in the world of betting on sports. We'll start off talking about the great state of Illinois. And uh, for, for the consistent listeners, you guys know that I was giving Illinois some shit a few weeks ago because their governor, J.B. Pritzker, uh, had this fantastic idea that, okay, we're going to allow sports betting, but if you're going to bet on sports, we're going to give you a seven-day window or something like that. I may be exaggerating, but a very small window to sign up for it. Because as we know, nothing gets the job done and nothing incentivizes people to actually go sign up more than doing something smack dab in the middle of a pandemic and also giving them such a small window to do so. I mean, not one other state has done this. You have to sign up in person thing if you're going to make a bet. But for some reason, Illinois, it's just so funny, right? It's like all of these states who are like, yeah, well, I guess we'll let sports betting be, be allowed. But then they feel like they have to put in these new rules, these new things to make it safer, to make it better. It's like, what? Like, why? Like, I, I never understood the whole idea of why some states don't allow liquor stores to be open on Sunday. It's like, why? Like, what's the point here? Who are you trying to save? What are you trying to save the people from themselves? What's the, what's the point here? It's the same thing with this. It's like, well, you, you can sports bet, but you have to jump through all these hoops if you're going to do so, right? You can bet on the Chicago White Sox, but we need all of your information and be able to track your bets if you, you know, first. What the hell were they thinking? So as expected, no one signed up. No one was able to do that. Everyone still wants to make bets and everyone kept pushing back because Governor J.B. Pritzker was a fucking moron in the first place making this rule happen. So he signed an executive order that suspends in-person registration requirement for Illinois sports betting. Wow, congratulations. Glad you did that after what? How many fucking weeks that was going on? So the state went live with sports betting in March before it shut down for the uh, uh, coronavirus. So... Look, it's just, I think it's its its so ridiculous how we just make up these arbitrary rules. Well, sports betting is going to be allowed, but we're going to need you to go through all this first. So I love that this guy had to step back and, uh, you know, take back what he said before. And hopefully the, the idiotic moves that were making people sign up in person were done. So Illinois, if you're feel free, you're back at it and you can make sports bets without giving the local government all of your information. All right, moving on. Uh, this is really funny story. FanDuel, they mistakenly locked out thousands and thousands of their customers last week. Uh, they were doing some routine maintenance, and it took 
almost two days longer than expected. <laughs> oh man, if you only bet at FanDuel, well, first of all, if you're only betting at FanDuel, I feel bad for you because they're not a very good sports book. But if, if you do bet with FanDuel and you're not a part of another sports book, this is why we talk about all the time. If you if you were just part of sports bet MVP, it would have been simple for you. You log on to FanDuel. Oh shoot. Can't get on there. You go right on over to one of your other sports books, but there were so many people, thousands of people who only bet with FanDuel who were stuck. They couldn't make a bet. They couldn't do anything. Some people reported, like I said, several days of being locked out. So not a good look for FanDuel. Um, honestly, I, I, I don't have anything against FanDuel or BetMGM. Uh, or DraftKings, or any of these domestic books. I just try and get on this podcast and tell the truth. And from what I've seen, FanDuel doesn't. They're, they're not a very good sports book because the way I define a good sports book is a book that gives you decent uh, uh, households, right? They charge minus 110, minus 110 on both sides. They're not charging minus 115 and minus 120. Um, they offer games. So you can bet games one or two days out. FanDuel waits until every other sports book in the world has their lines softened up and then they open it up. I mean, you can't even bet the NHL two days out on FanDuel. It's crazy. So I think FanDuel does a lot that is really kind of overly protective because they want to make sure they don't lose money when I'll, I'll give it to DraftKings. DraftKings does a great job providing games to bet in advance because DraftKings knows. It seems like of any of the domestic sports books, DraftKings is the one to understand how to effectively operate to appease the mass, right? Uh, the masses. Now, I know there's a lot of people. My sister got wedded. My, my uh, sister got married a few weeks ago, and I was talking to some people at her wedding. And it was funny, you know, how many people are betting with BetMGM or FanDuel and they don't even understand these are bad sports books to be betting at individually, right? They're like, well, why is that? And I, I made one of these uh, one of these guys pull up his app and I showed him a couple lines, right, on BetMGM because BetMGM is notorious for this. And we pulled up, it was, you know, it wasn't a major market. It was a derivative of some game and it was a bet where any other website would have had it listed, minus 110 for team A, minus 110 for team B, right? That's what we're used to. Instead, it was minus 112 for team A, minus 125 for team B. That's an incredible household. And so I'm, I, I kind of opened their eyes and it's like, wait, you guys, you don't just make the bets on the teams you like, you have to look at the prices. And they were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. I'm going to start betting at these other places. But I, I thought to myself, you know, I'm glad I helped them, but how many other thousands or tens of thousands of people are out there betting, just just at a, just whimsically betting at FanDuel or BetMGM, not understanding how much money they're really losing just by betting at these sports books in the first place. So like I've said multiple times, do yourself a favor, start shopping around and betting at more sports books. And as you know, the one book that I recommend is sportsbetmvp.ag. All right, let's move on in sports betting news. Uh, Tennessee, you're the only 10 I see. Not a good old-fashioned joke, right? You're the only 10 I see. Uh, Tennessee, launching sports betting November 1st at the very latest. Welcome to the club, Tennessee. Now, I don't think they're going to be following the uh, Illinois playbook. They're just going to do the good old-fashioned thing and let you bet. Thank God. So it actually could happen in Tennessee as early as November, uh, but it will happen as late as November 1st. So sooner, sooner than not, uh, no, uh, Tennessee will be joining all the rest of us and being able to make sports bets. 
All right, let's move on to some stock talk. Uh, as you guys know, I am all about buying stock for sports books because if we're taking money from the front end, let's not take a little money from the back end as well. I mean, you know, sports books over the long run are going to make money because of all the idiots out there who are making bets. So we have an opportunity to make money from both ends of the sports books. But uh, this stock, Penn National, has risen pretty drastically over the last few weeks. Now, for those who don't know, Penn National recently bought Barstool Sports. Uh, they bought 36% stake in Barstool Sports for, I think it was like 4 billion dollars or something like that don't quote me on that uh, but either way they bought it for a lot of money and it rose the stock now the president of uh, Barcelona sports dave portnoy led the charge with a lot of this first buying a lot of the stock himself for penn national but people followed people bought on i don't think it was an artificial stock raise either or price raise i think it was very legitimate and it stayed there i think today it's around 55 dollars a share for penn national stock so I recommend this. You know, I think that there is still it's still a good time to buy, even though it has risen. Obviously, you want to buy lowest stocks, but I see I see uh, Penn National getting better in the next couple of months. The main reason is the Barstool sports betting app is set to launch here pretty soon. Now, no one has downloaded the app. No one knows what it's going to look like yet, but they're projecting 1.8 million downloads for the app. So that's kind of a benchmark. If more than 1.8 million people download it, they'll be ahead of where they expected. If fewer than 1.8 million people download it, they'll be a little behind where they expected. But still, that's a pretty decent, healthy number for them to come out with. And I've heard a lot of good things about the Barstool Sports app. So look, uh, stock prices change a lot of the times based on information, right? And once this app gets released, if people love it, this this stock will go up. So I think $55, even though it's a little higher than, than it was you know, a few weeks ago, I, I still think is a, a good price to buy Penn National at. And last story here, this one definitely, you know, it's something that all of us need to hear and be aware of. Caesars offers a harsh take on problem gamblers. Caesars Entertainment recently came out and said, look, if you're a problem gambler, it's up to you to get help. And people seem to be pushing back. People are, uh, you know, wanting to, there was the hashtag cancel Caesars, right? It's 2020. Everything's getting canceled anyway. People hated this. It's like, oh, Caesars, how can you not stand up for sports betting, all that? Or for, for the problem gamblers, how can you not try and help them? My, my opinion has never changed on this. If you have a problem, whether it's betting sports, drinking alcohol, eating sugar, Take some responsibility. It's on you to fix those problems, right? I, I think it's hysterical how every casino has to have, uh, for problem gamblers, dial 1-800, whatever it is, right? Or, oh, if you have a gambling problem, this. If you have a gambling problem, that. It's like it's their responsibility to make sure that they don't make too much money off of problem gamblers. Yet, if you own a liquor store, it's not up to them. If an alcoholic goes into a liquor store day after day after day after day, it's not on the fucking liquor store owner to make sure this guy doesn't drink. Right? The liquor store owner's trying to make a business. He's trying to make a living. If some guy keeps coming in and buying six packs, good, sell him the six packs, right? I know this sounds disingenuous, but I'm a big believer that if there's something wrong in your life, take responsibility. Take some take some ownership and change it. If you eat a lot of food and you eat too much sugar and you go into a restaurant, is it the chef's responsibility to make sure that you don't have that dinner? Is it the owner of the restaurant's responsibility to post the sign that says, well, if, if you like eating sugar, you know, we, we allow one entree per person or anything like that. No, that would be ridiculous. So why is it now on sports books to make sure problem gamblers get the help they deserve and don't give us too much of their money? It's like, look, if you want to give Caesars all of your paycheck, then do so. Now, I don't recommend betting with money that you need for life. I don't recommend diving into your 401k to bet. 
And I certainly don't recommend betting with money that you need for your family, for your rent, things like that. Now, for most of my listeners, for most of this audience, it's not professional sports bettors. It's guys who like betting a little bit here or there. And for all of you, I have a piece of advice. Keep your spending money in your right pocket and keep your bill money in your left pocket, right? I separate that money. Know what money's going to the rent. Know what money's going to the bills. Know what money's going to the food and to the babysitters and to everything that month, right? And keep your other money, your betting money, in the other pocket. You don't want to confuse the two. Don't get caught up in one of these situations where you're trying to win your money back or anything like that. Have money to bet that you're willing to lose. This whole idea, though, that it's Caesar's responsibility to tell people when to stop betting, when you have a problem. I love this take from Caesar's. I wish more more places take this, this approach. But you know they're not going to. They're going to say the politically correct thing because... That's what's easiest, and that's that's what's you know gonna make people feel the best. But really, when it gets down to it, that's so ridiculous. Take responsibility. Don't bet money you don't have. If you're an alcoholic, you know I I don't mean to, to, to again to make this sound callous or you know that I don't have any sympathy or anything like that. I have many friends who are dealing with issues with alcohol or sugar or whatever it may be, and I try and be a good friend and be there for them. Right? I'm, I I always allow. I always say, you know, give me a call. Let's talk about this. Let, let, let's let's I'm there for you, man. You know or woman, whoever, like, I'm there for you. Let's talk about it. But if I had a buddy who was spending too much money on sports betting, I wouldn't say, you know, my, my first reaction wouldn't be, oh my God, he's betting all this money with Caesars and, and, and they don't, they, they have nothing to protect him. Well, it's Caesars fault, right? My, my reaction would be, okay, let's handle it. You know, this is where you've gotten yourself. Let's get out of it. And blood uh, may not be a popular take, but it is mine. So, all right, that does it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. Sharp Angle.